Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the One Piece Book Club. I am your host, Justin, LJ90 on Twitter, and I am joined by my two esteemed guests, my apprentices on this journey through the Grand Line. First, I have the always mindful, the ever-present, she who has opened my third eye all the way. Asia, how's it going? Dang, I'm taking credit for that. I'm, I'm keeping that one. Hey. <laughs> Look, so I, I went back and re-listened to Sky P. Yeah, my third eye was all the way open. That that mm, was. Mm, I got you. I got you. I was Kyrie out there. I was Kyrie. <laughs> uh, we're also joined by she who keeps us in line. She who keeps us present in the moment. She who makes sure that whatever we are doing, we're doing it well and doing it right. Wit, how's it going? I'm all alone. <laughs> There's no one here beside me. My ship is now gone. I'm a little sad, but you know what? We out here. Now, see, if I... That we are. If I was a worse person, what I would have had is the clips of all of you throughout this journey talking about the merry-go... Talking about how you wanted a new boat and how it's busted anyways. You know, someone can change their mind. You know, (laughs) growth. We can grow. But again, we said what we said, but we said had we got the bigger boat, Mary would have still been there on the boat. So I don't take back what I said. This is also true. But see, also, while you were saying that, I knew what was coming next. So I was just That's letting so it cook. That I was hurts. like, "That hurts." And do. So I that, think Mary would have made a great escape boat, though. That would have been yeah, great. like she could have been like the lifeboat or the like life the boat that boat. they take. Yes, the boat that they take when they don't want to go that close to shore. Because to be honest, yes. why would you yeah. actually pull up with the boat to dock anywhere? You don't know these niggas. facts. She's dropping the facts. Yeah, like, Mary should be the boat that they're like, hey, yo, we going over there. All right, we finna put the main boat here. Get your ass into Mary. And then we finna oh, take the no, trip in, the in there. Exactly. Well, I, th- I think, no, that doesn't make its debut yet. Hold that thought. Um, I did, we're gonna, obviously, we're gonna jump all over the place. I, You know what? Why don't we, why don't we just start there with the Mary go and how we felt about it. You are now all officially true One Piece fans. You have cried over the boat. This is the chapter that, th- this is the moment where everyone's like, okay, we were all in it our long, but we knew this was going to be like a lifelong ride at this point. Mm-hmm. A boat. An inanimate object. And it hits, right? The mm-hmm. The way the chapter plays out, the flashbacks of everyone's memories with the boat. We see it go up the knock up stream. We see Usopp getting the boat for the first time. We just see all the memories they have on the Going Merry. And I kept it together until the Merry said, I'm sorry. That's when I lost it. How you have the Merry apologizing. Being, for just being little boat. For be- just being little for boat. literally being the best boat that... Because when we think about how they came to the Merry and how far the Merry has brought them... Come on, man. Usopp, bro. Usopp was right. So, thematically, the Mary and Usopp are intrinsically linked. 
They are both upstarts from the East Blue, ill-equipped for the journey ahead. And that's why Usopp, we brought this up with the Water 7, that's why Usopp is so defensive of Mary, because he sees his value tied to the Mary. Mm-hmm. But unlike the Mary, Usopp can grow. And this yeah. arc really shows how he grows. Man, just like seeing this little upstart boat carry all of them from the East Blue to the Grand Line on this great adventure, it's touching. It gets to you. And the way Oda makes us feel about it, right? Like, it, it, it's Janet Jackson. You don't know what you got till it's gone. We didn't really appreciate the Barry till it was time to, to bury her. Which is kind of the same about how I feel a lot of people felt about Usopp. Like, Usopp was just always that extra member on the team until he was like, I'm going to leave. And then it was like, wait, no, no, no. What do you mean you're going to leave? He's gotten us out of so many clutch moments that they wouldn't have been able to get out of without Usopp. Even though his skill set is not the highest, he still has managed to get himself out of sticky situations and get other people out of sticky situations. Consistently. And I feel like he sees the value in the ordinary, in the mundane. Right. He knows that it doesn't just take the superpowers and the intense battle strategy and all of these very, very important things. Like it's, Those are important too. But it doesn't just take that. Right. Usopp's arc throughout this saga, he doesn't win. He loses the Davy back fight. He loses to Luffy. He loses to the Frankie family. He loses to CP9. This arc has been nothing but failure for him. But it's because of him that they're able to get victory against CP9. I love the moment where Sanji looks at Usopp and says, look, analyze the situation. Think about what you can do. Mm -hmm. You may not be able to go one-on-one with these monsters, but there is something you can do. And it's because of Usopp that Robin gets free. I love that. A lesser writer would have had Usopp win against Jabara to show that he has grown. And he can win something. Yeah. But Oda chose to show that his value isn't just in his combat abilities. His value is deeper than that. Conversely, sort of the the reverse of that arc, Nami has been shown to have value outside of combat. But now she has combat viability and the game is completely changed. Like the game cheating at this point. It's like, yeah, she's a problem. Like she's a huge problem. She she not a problem. She she is the ship. She runs the ship. Yeah. Luffy just there for the ship. She runs the ship, and she has said this on several occasions. When Luffy out here being a dumbass and she's making decisions, and people are like, "Who are you to give decisions?" Looks over at Luffy, not doing something correctly. Y'all gonna question me? Oh no, ma'am. What do we need to do now, ma'am? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we, will, and you'll brought- do it. And we'll be alive because I said exactly. <laughs> well, we brought it up during Water Seven after Us- after Luffy and Usopp have the fight. Nami goes to Luffy in private to try to talk him out of it. But once mm-hmm. Luffy says no, Nami comes out and says, "Look, this is what this is what it's going to be." Mm-hmm. I love moments like that because Zoro and Sanji are fighting because they're upset about Usopp leaving, and Nami's like, "Look, this ain't the time for get over it. We got to fight. This is- it is what it is." And I also love that even amidst 
that sort of tough persona she put on then, she still cries when Usopp loses because it's like, yo, she's still human. Like, I, this she's is a Nami Stan. This is a Nami Stan account. I mm-hmm. love the layers to her character that Oda has given her. Like, Oda has taken such care with all of these characters. Nami feels like a human being. She doesn't just feel like the female crew member. She feels like... I was like... literally just about to say, I'm so glad that he made her not just a good crewmate, but probably one of the best Vice that we've seen so far in the Grand Line, and she's the female character. She's not just throwing as, and as, oh, well, we need we need somebody to be a female in here because we, we can't just have whole bunch of dudes out here you know we need somebody to be in here to be the damsel somebody's got to be the one to get rescued all the time somebody's got to be you know the one to wear the fan service outfits like she puts in work and now she hella puts in work i love when she gets the perfect climb attack how she just nukes the field (laughs) she's like okay yeah I, i get it like she's like cold balls and heat balls and cold balls make the the storm clouds Add a little mm-hmm. bit of this and lightning. <laughs> and who gave her this staff? Usopp did that. Usopp Period. did that. He had vision. She would okay? not have been able to do what she's doing right now without Usopp. Yeah. I never thought I would say this, but Usopp had vision. Usopp, one of the main ones. I didn't even really like him at first. I'm not going to hold you. I'm when not he bought his either, big face really like head ass into the story, it felt a little bit forced. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like... <laughs> I guess he coming with us. Like, we ain't got no choice. <laughs> but I feel like that's the the beauty of the writing also, where you can move through these emotional states and feel like you're really growing with the character as you're growing because you ain't like him and he ain't like him either. So you get to you get to really experience that, like, connection and that growth and that understanding of who this person is and what's important to him and what his high values are in a way that like you know only Oda does because Oda's not going to tell you he's going to show you true so the the best example in Enos Lobby of show don't tell is the beginning of this arc where he lays out what Ennis Lobby is, the plan of attack, how they're going to get in. And Luffy says, oh yeah, cool, I listened to the plan. We have spent 300 chapters with Luffy. Did anybody actually think he was going to follow the plan? Absolutely not. Imagine. So when he just rockets to the island and starts causing chaos, one, that's a great vehicle to show you this island, right? Like Luffy running around, running having his rampage on Enos Lobby trying to find Robin is a great way for us to get the layout of the land without just a straight up map. Now Oda gives us the map, but only after Luffy has gone through and shown us all the different set pieces. Show don't tell. The the moment where the gears are introduced. Well, hold on. Before I talk about the gears, how did you all feel about that introduction into the series, the, the gear system? We had we had been kind of hinted at it beforehand, but it never really got explained. It we didn't even get hinted. We were just shown, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, by the way, this is how that works." Now, do you know what I mean? Right. 
which I kind of like that. It's just like getting thrown into a foreign language and you learn how to say this word. You know this word means that, but you don't know the breakdown of why that word means that until like two, three years later when you're taking uh, like an actual grammar course. Do you know what I mean? That's fair. That's fair. I can see that. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm with that. <laughs> I'm about right there with it. So in a traditional shonen, what would have happened is we would have had an arc dedicated to Luffy learning how to do the gears. I like that really the only context for this that we get is his line to Bluno, where he says, I developed a way to fight so that I wouldn't have to lose anybody ever again. And we realize that the gear system is really the manifestation of his fears. He got mopped by by Aokiji. He Oof. got mopped yeah. by Luffy. It hurt. It hurt. Luffy has also been doing nothing but taking L's. Mm-hmm. After L's. After and, L's. And he said, I'm not losing my friends. I'm about to lose Robin. I have to get stronger. And I like that his motivation for getting stronger isn't to be the best pirate the ever. Best. Yeah. His motivation to get stronger is I have people I want to journey with and to keep them with me, I have to be stronger. Like the the exact quote is, when I lost to Aokiji, I thought if I was going to meet others others just as strong out at sea, I had to go stronger to protect my friends. Even if I'm not that strong, I have friends I want to be with. I've got to be stronger than everyone or I'll lose. I came up with a way to fight at top strength so I won't have to lose anyone. So no one has to go away. I... Which is the exact same moment that Usopp had, but he didn't think that he could overcome that. He tr- he was like, I don't think I can get stronger, but I'm going to do what I can to try and fight for my dignity, basically. Right. And so we get gear second, which I like it. Like just, just as, as a Shonen fan, I like upgrades that come with a cost, right? Like when when I was enjoying Naruto, what I loved about his QB forms was he couldn't keep that shit up forever. It came with a cost, yeah. right? Like even Bleach with the Bankais, they all had a built-in penalty. The penalty here is, yeah, your body, you know, you're taking advantage of your rubber body to operate at this high level, but you can't keep this shit up forever. As Lucci painfully shows him, like, dude, I don't have to beat you. I can just outlast you. <laughs> you can't keep this shit up forever. Which, I appreciate my villains being smart. He realized, all right, I could probably beat him. Or I could just run out the clock. I don't have to beat you. I just have to make sure Robin goes through the gates of justice, gets executed. Then I win, Right? It's just like Sanji when they were on the boat or on on the train. And he was like, you thought I was going to go through the whole train? I get what I came for. I don't need the rest of this. That's, just, that's extra, extra steps that I don't need to take. Why on earth would I do that? So, okay. I do want to touch on all of the different fights. But before that, y'all didn't trust Robin. I am curious to see how you both feel about Robin now. All right, all right. So boo-hoo-hoo, whatever. I guess she didn't have friends or whatever. Yeah, like, okay. So she didn't have friends, okay, and... 
She was still moving sideways and shifty. I still said what I said. Her entire and she a family. Woman. They kids, bro. No. I don't want to hear it. Her entire hear. family yeah. was executed by no. Okay, the and I feel like this is Naruto in pain all over again. Okay, girl. <laughs> no. You want to You the only one who daddy died. All right. That's crazy. Oh, it wasn't just her dad. They nuked her entire okay. island. Down. Okay. <laughs> Again. Again. In this world, they wasn't nuking and you were the only family that got killed. Also That's true. all I'm saying. All I'm saying is that I expect when there's a mix of adults and kids, because this is shonen, you grown. Like, you've been on the run for longer than these kids been alive. Yeah, you grown at this point. So, your sob story, happy for you, sorry for you, whichever one you want to go with, sis. But you're not finna run these kids around in your BS now. You have a useful, you know what I'm saying, talent and skill, and I need to know more about that. Need to keep you in the back pocket for that. But all four of my eyes are on you, five ever. No. On you. No. No. Like, she mm-hmm. she she has a point, you know. She she didn't she didn't have people she could really trust growing up. You know, everybody want to backstab her. You know, crocodile backstab her, even though she thought she could use him. Okay, straw hats were minding their business. Period. She showed up on their boat. They didn't invite her on the boat. She was on the boat before they could even see her, and then said, "Oh, let me join." How do you invite yourself to my birthday party? Gonna bring me a birthday present to my birthday? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. No. No. And then and she's I still going to get all that shady shit on the water. Yeah, I don't We're like not it. even going to talk about when she was yeah. on the water. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, because, like, nothing gets cleared up. And again... Um, you know, I'm glad that you got a little piece of her story, but I feel like ultimately you're still not being transparent. You're not giving me the context in which to process your quote unquote truth. Because sure, you didn't have anybody around. So what does that mean? You just been out here moving maliciously because then you haven't cultivated any friendships in this time. This is going to be the first time you thought about it. You just go around telling everybody about your your family dying, but you didn't stop to put down roots anywhere. Like, I get that you're on the run, but, sis, it's a world of pirates. You're not even the only motherfucker on the run. You're not like, the only one you on the run. You acting like you invented pain run. and being on the run. Like, you got right. a bounty. Okay, you don't even got the highest bounty around here. Literally. Literally. And the only connection it's she did make for was, her, was Mr. Mr. Little Ice Ice Man. What's his mm-hmm. name? Outkeep. What's his name, Ice Ice Man? Yeah, mm-hmm. him. Okay. And they didn't even really have a connection. He just saved her. But then when he showed up again, now she want to she wanna act confused. Now she want to be scared. I thought that was your man's. Listen. That's not your man's? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's Listen, talk about it. Let's I, get we're, to it now. We're, we're watching, okay? We're watching her. We're watching her. All of the eyes. Maybe All I'm just a bleeding it. heart. Maybe I'm just a bleeding heart because the the scene where Aokiji kills uh, Jaguar, because he's dead. Like, when you get mm-hmm. frozen like that without being thawed, you're dead. And if the ice didn't I kill didn't him... I he was coming back at all. Because <laughs> there was no hope that he was coming back. So if the ice didn't kill him, the bombing of the island did. So one of those two things killed him. Also, the fact that the world government has a function. It's not a unique function to just wipe out islands. 
an entire island see that's a mess that's a mess they shouldn't be able to do that not only that but they only went after this island because they were trying to find the true history of the world not the which is not what robin has been saying she's been trying to find the history of her people which the history of her people has nothing to do with what her people were doing what were they researching that they were poking their nose in that the government didn't like and they were like you know what we're not even gonna go see who it is that's causing the problems just take them all out everybody everybody gotta go my man was talking to the five elder stars and said we found the truth of the the void century and he said okay no nuke the island now bust the call now Mm -mm, we're not even entertaining this conversation everybody dies I don't even want to know who brought it up. I don't even want to know if you weren't associated with him. Also, the the wild, that flashback is wild in a lot of different places. But the part that always shocks me is Sakazuki, one of the vice admirals, shooting one of his own ships because he thinks that there's a possibility of survivors on his own ship. What? That just shows you what whatever they knew, whatever they found out or possibly could have found out is too much of a high risk to let any of that information leak. Yo. I mean, they put a bounty on a child. They yeah. put a 78 million do- for But context. then consider what that child can do. Exactly. But she so, couldn't do anything at the time. Yeah, but she couldn't do anything at the time, but they already knew that she could. So context. Crocodile's frozen bounty was, I think, 80 million. So as a child, the world government said she is as dangerous as a potential warlord. Now we get why. Because whatever, since she's the only person left that can read this language. And apparently these Ponglyphs tell not just the history of Ohara, but the history of the world, the ancient weapons. They said, oh, no, this little girl. mm -mm. Gotta go. Mm Mm-mm. And once again, we have another villain, the the main villain, Spandom, trying to get his hands on an ancient weapon because these things will shift the balance of power in the world. We don't know if he wants it for altruistic reasons. Actually, no, we know, we know exactly what he wants it for. He wants to be the biggest, baddest member of the world government. And we, we talked about Crazy. it in the beginning. It, it's so crazy because they're like, you need to know the language to know the stuff about the weapons. So if nobody knows the language, what y'all going to do with the weapons? I'll wait. My man's like, look, I don't need, I don't need to know the language to flip the on switch. I don't need nah. no language to pull the trigger. <laughs> nah. I'll pull the trigger on that bad boy. <laughs> One thing I do want to bring up about the, the ancient weapons and Iceberg and Frankie having that history and Frankie saying, cool. We thought we needed this just in case. But I'm going to put my faith in the future and say we don't need these anymore. Him burning the the ancient weapon plans. Plans, yeah. Like that, that's such a cool moment just because, yo, they're real. If whatever happened was as serious that we needed three of them things and you're just like, cool, we got it from here. I'm curious to see what happens next. Um. Also... Again, maybe just because I'm a bleeding heart, but Robin's I Want to Live always gets me just because it's it's her moving past all of her trauma and accepting that she does have friends that care about her and allowing herself the grace to live and move forward. No, yeah, that was kind of sad. Also, her 
uh, talking to Frankie and Frankie being like, it's not a crime to exist. Yes. That when he said that, I was like, yo, bruh, the facts, because she's literally been a criminal just for existing her entire life. Yeah, that's or at a least since she's she was ten. <laughs> yeah, her crime is you exist. Basically. So I, again, I'm bleeding heart. Robin got me with that sob story. Like I, I did get pain vibes from it, but maybe because she doesn't end up like pain and she becomes a full fledged human being who's processing her traumas instead of my dog died, so I'm going to destroy the world. See. She did, you know, go like I I accept that she's trying to move forward, but that does not erase the things she has done. Also mm-hmm. true. Also true. She was with Baroque for how long? Mm-hmm. And she was second in command. You know she was sniping people left and right. Oh, she said she's an assassination yes. specialist. She has bodies. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you're living your life on the run for being a criminal for something you didn't do and you're willing to work with an organization that goes and assassinates people for things you might not even know or they might not even have done makes you a hypocrite you know what i i have no defense for that you're right on that one. no defense no defense so like i get it she's trying to grow but like girl we know where you've been exactly and this and is not the first time you switch teams yeah, so, and you're not even being completely honest. You didn't even come back and be like, hey, yo, Mans was gone because I was handling up on such and such and such and such, but now I'm back. No, it's just like, yo, you just do whatever, and we as the reader, we get to see it, but they don't get to see it. Yeah, the team doesn't. So and we, we don't have know if she's going to turn on them. Yeah, we have the advantage of seeing these movements and they have zero idea and zero context. So for them, like, yeah, it's a sob story and yeah, bleeding heart. But for us, we see the little weird in movements and I'm not quite sure just based on her interaction with everybody else that she's going to willingly say the thing that's important, that's necessary, that's needed until it serves her to do so. And I'm not here for her individualism when the team is finally like moving for real, for real, like a team. team. And that's my issue with Robin for real. It's not the fact that she's shady. Okay, babes, we all shady. But give me literally heart. (laughs) Yeah, like give people the chance to choose whether or not that's what they're rocking with. Nami told you straight up, like, yeah, all of this shit is cool, but I'm here for the shmoney. Yeah. Okay, and she was straight up about it. And what do we see Nami do at every opportunity? Go get the money. And bring it back she to the She even accepted boat. her on the team for the money. Yes. <laughs> she said, oh, girl, you brought the jewels? Come on. Yeah, come on. Let's get on. <laughs> so it's like you, you get a sense of like everybody else on the boat, like their intentions, even though they may not be like crystal clear and perfect and quote unquote all the way good, people are straight up about what they're doing. They're straight up about the place that they want to occupy and why. And Robin has not done that. So for me, she's uh, not, no, she's not one of the team part of the team. No, ma'am. No, no, I'm not with it. I'm I think it's because it. we've seen everyone else show that their fight is their 
for the team. Like we've yes. seen everybody else's redemption arc go mm-hmm. from, oh, this isn't just about me. This is about the group. Like we haven't seen that moment with Robin yet. Right. Like even right now, we're going to get her. She's mm-hmm. not doing, she's not coming back for the team. She's she's staying away for the team, kind of. But really, it's really just out of her own fear. It's not even mm-hmm. for them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So wh- until that moment of she does something 1000% just for the team, not out of her own fears. Maybe, then, you know, I'll consider. I'll we'll consider. Yeah. And I'll be open to that because I know of, you know, I see the expansive world and the way that Oda does character development. So I'm not going to act like there's zero possibility of redemption. I'm just saying that right now, she's just a bitch on the boat. She got to earn it. Yeah, like you do, like everybody, like Mary earned it. Like, hello? Mary earned it before Robin earned it. That's That's what I'm saying. Like, (laughs) you got a boat. To be fair, though, Mary was there before Robin. She was a lot of Yeah, Mary was there before Robin, absolutely. But how you let a boat, how you let a boat speak (laughs) (laughs) and hit harder than your your little story? Because again, the little story is fine, but you you didn't really do anything with that. Like you obviously there ha- you had to have been down bad sis you've been on the run since you were like 6. We know that. So you're not really giving us too much by telling us that like oh like your parents I've died the government killed them. Right, yeah, me. duh. You were on the run as a kid and you had an like, insane damn. bounty. So yeah, we know. We know your parents are not here. We know that you the government is on your ass. And because we know you can read the the stuff, we already know why. So again, what did you really tell us? That you ain't they, got she, friends, we know that. The crew, the crew, nothing. Honestly. Yeah, like, nothing was accomplished. That, you no, know, she was sad. But again, Nami had her mom mm-hmm. killed in front of her, working with Arlong since she was a child, trying to raise money. Sad. Mm-hmm. All right, freaking Sanji left on a freaking rock to die. Had to wait weeks, weeks at a time to get rescued. Working on a boat, no family. We still don't know what that's about. We don't know Zoro really backstory aside from the fact that you know he was a little runt at the at the dojo, lost his best friend over some nonsense, grew up sad as fuck, never being able to really compete against who he thought was the greatest at the time. Everybody's had it hard. It's not just you. So you brought up Nami. I think it's appropriate that Nami's the one that tells the crew what Robin's like that Robin's being blackmailed because Nami he's been there exactly Mm -hmm. like Nami and Robin have very similar arcs like they're very similar arcs but they're they're different right like Nami's Mm -hmm. trauma was in like they're both traumas rooted in I can't escape this oppressor but Nami was able to put her faith in someone Robin had to be dragged literally kicking and screaming to accept the fact that yo you're allowed to exist and you're allowed to have friends so well every time that she tried to connect with somebody they were like they turned on her and then she had to go on to the next person until she met crocodile and then she thought crocodile was gonna be it but that wasn't it oh no maybe robin had bad vibes guys i had not considered this uh perspective on robin because like again bleeding heart i got the backstory i was like okay no i i understand how someone with your upbringing would have made the conclusions that you did but it also like hearing your perspective that puts Luffy's anger into context because he's pissed. Like even when they're on the, uh, like, the drawbridge, you freaking jerk. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah he's like, why would you do that? Yeah, why would you do that? Like he's and he's like, like, you clearly want to live. What is the issue? Why are you causing problems? Right. So if you do want these things, and this is an issue, you didn't have support, you ain't have friends, I had to start off all the time, nobody loved me, nobody cared about me. But now me. you okay. have the straw hats and you don't want to fight. And you Why? don't act like it. You have the straw hats, you don't do really shit for them, you just slink in and out of these motherfucking scenes, you be disappearing and reappearing, you're hey. never really with the team, you're never really in the fight. I'm still not over Water 7. I'm not. That bitch really disappeared. She did. She was really and causing so many problems. I'm still, I'm still mad at her. I'm still so mad at her for that too. And I feel like it's obvious. So yeah, he's mad because it's like, listen, in these arcs so far, like everybody's had a role to play. And if you're gonna take up space on the boat, you have to play your position. You have to play your role. And if your role is literally giving us dust, then ho, why is you here? crying about wanting friends and family please exit stage like left. you're a grown-ass woman and these kids are showing you how to friendship and you're still friendship. squandering it because like it, it's it's more of a case of when everyone else has been put in a situation of they need to either it's that fight or flight situation they have chose to fight back but robin is quick to run away because she's scared of the buster call and disappear and that's what they're that's what he's really mad at it's like mm -hmm. you get into controversy and your first thing is to run why meanwhile they've all been getting their ass beat in front of each other taking l's like you were just talking about how they've yeah. taken l after l, l, after l. because they, they confront their issues day one frame one and if but they Robin have to fight somebody you. three times to get to the end of the fight, they're going to do they, that. They still do it. But and they're like, Robin, what the hell? I thought you were with the shit. You were with Bro Baroque. All of them were with the shits. You were supposed to be second in command and you're still not with the shits? Explain. And then she was like, oh, my bad. I was on a boat. Girl, I'll Girl, <laughs> knock your stupid ass head off. But so yeah I, it's it's fuck robin over here, bro. Like until I see something until radically see different, different. Yeah, it's fuck robin. Because so me point. and Wit had the same reaction to her in Water Seven, bro. Like, why are you over here acting oh, like this is an old Venetian like dance? Oh, Masked up. Like, so pretty much you had info and intel on that place, and you could have potentially like helped them navigate, but you chose not to. And that's and that's the crux of it. You choose not to. So to your point. Usopp had been getting his had just been taking L's upon L's upon L's. The crew never lost faith in Usopp. Never. Mm -mm. So to your point, she should have had enough faith in the crew. And again, that's why Luffy's so pissed. It's like, yo, you didn't think we could handle this? We right. accepted you into our family. Your burdens are our burdens. So okay. I understand this perspective. I will say. I think Robin is going to grow on you. I'm sure, because hey. Oda is a right-ness. <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong. Yeah, he's a right-ness. Because, <laughs> listen, Usopp grew on me. And like I said earlier, like, you guys yes. know how I feel about Usopp. I was very, like, what in the stowaway hell is this? Like, right. why are you on the boat? Like, why y'all just let him sneak in there? <laughs> like, I don't like him. I don't like his face. I don't like anything about him. <laughs> and he ends up being somebody who can see through the 
the big flashy things that everybody else is caught up in. Yeah, like I, and that's I feel- the other thing that I like too. That so far, we've seen almost every member of the crew kind of become the heart of the situation at one point yeah. or another, and that's another thing that Robin is missing. Yeah, because even Princess, okay, when we was dropping her off. <laughs> She was in the crew, a part of the crew. Like, she understood her role. She was the heart of, A, we got here. And look, sometimes when you get here, there's purposes greater than yourself. We learn a lesson. With Nami, it was like, yo, I don't like this shit. This is what I'm dealing with. But I'm going to go handle it myself. And it's the understanding, like, no, 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 no. You don't get to do that anymore. But Nami was clear about where she was from and where she was going back to. Exactly. So it wasn't hard to go scoop her. It wasn't hard to go figure out what was going on. She still allowed people the opportunity to do that. It's the same thing for Sanji. When Sanji got pulled up on, it was like, hey, I've been in a tough spot. Like, this was my mentor. This is what I've learned. This is what I know. But this is where I am. And it was like, yo, if you need help, we're going to help you. But you need to trust the team to do that. Same thing with Zoro. (laughs) When we meet him, he was in chains. And it was like, hey, um, I don't know you, but if you get my swords, we out. So everybody has made that conscious, open decision to be to be open and to be vulnerable and to be like, yo, this is what it is, or at least open up a pathway so that everyone else can figure it out. And she just hasn't done that yet. She just hasn't. And I'm sure she will, because Oda leaves no stone unturned. I'm sure she will, but right now, I don't got it. I don't got it for her. Mm-mm. You can kiss my ass, respectfully. Dead. <laughs> again like you said though i'm sure he will because we yeah i'm sure he will because it's oda yeah we cried over the boat <laughs> Listen, During i this cried night. over a lot of things i think i was gonna cry over this but yeah and that would be a testament to his writing and to character development because again with usopp i didn't really care for usopp that much sanji seemed like such a background character to me until like very recently and he has this way of really developing characters but not telling us about the development showing us about the development and showing how everybody else interacts and relates to each other on the team so even if you're not like the big superstar of the arc we get to see how you work together with the superstar of the arc you know like with Usopp in this you see you know what I'm saying you see the A (laughs) this is what I gotta do and I know that they're behind me so I'm gonna do it Like, Sanji out here creating new techniques on the fly. Like, everybody is, like, stepping up. And they're stepping up in ways that push themselves, that exceed what they even thought of themselves. Because now it's like, yo, I'm not doing it alone. I may be fighting this one-on-one, but I got such and such looking for me. I have such and such waiting for me. And not only that, they trust me to take care of this. Has Robin done anything new since she's been on the boat? Girl. I don't know why you asked Has that she done anything new? You know? She got so... any new moves? New techniques? She doing something different? Yeah, 
She be disappearing in different ways. <laughs> Hold these thoughts. Again, this is why I enjoy talking about this with y'all because this is a perspective I hadn't considered on Robin. So, all I will say is just keep that in mind as we continue uh, the story. You did bring up everyone stepping up in new different ways. Mm-hmm. Ennis Lobby, at its core, is the, I don't want to say it's all about the fights, but the focus is on the fights, and those fights are a vehicle for character development. So let's mm-hmm. talk about those. Yes. One thing, my one complaint about this arc, and I'm glad it never shows up again, they introduced power levels, and it's the dumbest thing. I hate power levels as a concept. I hate... Yeah. And we have it for that one chapter, and I'm like, this is really lazy. Like, Oda, what are you doing? But then I can confirm a thousand chapters later, it never shows up again. It's like Oda realized how dumb this idea was. It's like, yeah, I, I was going to ask, because I was like, I'm not trying to do this. I'm not trying to have a chart. I'm not trying to do that. No. Because I do like the... You know, we were talking about it earlier before we started recording. I do like the problem-solving aspects of the matchups and of, like, the way that the ability works, like, within the world. So I felt like the power-leveling system kind of took away some of the spontaneity and some of the, I don't know, just, like, the, the fun in seeing, like, how that would work. Because you factor in the power level, then it's like, damn, okay, <laughs> you're just going to die, <laughs> like, regardless. But also, right, like, no, go ahead. No, I was just saying, like, if you get matched up with somebody that's way behind, beyond your uh, level of expertise, like, it's wrapped. So, like, you might as well not even watch. You know what I mean? Well, I, I also appreciate that even within this arc, the power levels get brought up once and they're never brought up again. Right? Like, mm-hmm. as, as they're fighting, they don't bring up the fact that, oh, my power level is this. It's just, you know what? I think that scene, what you didn't need the power levels to sort of get the hierarchy of the members. I think their individual interactions with each other made it clear, right? Like made it clear where everybody ranks and yeah, it it just wasn't necessary. But again, I think Oda realized that as well because it never shows up again. Like we never, we're on chapter 1013 power levels have not shown up in any way, shape or form since this chapter. So, uh, moving on from the one thing that I didn't like to something that I really did like. A lesser show would have just had everybody get matched up against their perfect opponent in the beginning. One Piece doesn't do that, right? Like, if this were a lesser show, Sanji would have matched up with Jabra instantly. Nami would have found Khalifa instantly. But no, this is a building, and things are random. Like, Nami gets matched up against... Uh, oh, God, I completely forgot his name now. The He's voiced by Jiraiya in the anime. But the Kabuki Theater guy. And that's a bad matchup for her, even with her new powers, because this dude can restrain her. And I appreciated the chaotic nature of just getting all these fights to set up and getting to the fights that we actually wanted. Sanji gets the worst matchup initially. He gets Khalifa. He's not going to hit her. Yeah. And I like that Nami called him out on that. Like, yo, if if you're going to hold on to your morals, then don't put yourself in situations where you have to compromise them. Compromise them, exactly. Right. Don't be stupid. <laughs> right? Like, 
I like how like when that happened, I was like, I, I just it, somebody find a way to switch places with him so that this doesn't have to go down, so we don't have to waste time because otherwise we're just gonna be here for a long time, like when he was fighting number two, or Mister Two. Yeah, but again, I appreciated Oda let Sanji take the L. Like, nah, you're not getting out of this easily. This will play out to its natural conclusion, and Nami tags out after he takes the L, and Nami's fight is my third favorite. Zoro's fight is my fourth favorite. Hold on, man. Luffy's fight is my second favorite, just because I love the moment of Luffy getting back up and saying, I'm not going to fall down again after Usopp gives the great speech. It's not like we're in hell here. Which, again, when the anime gets it right, it gets it right. Dub, sub, both both versions of that speech of look up at the sky, even though it's clouded in smoke, you can still see it. Look at the water, even though it's drenched in blood, you can still see it. This isn't hell. We're not dead yet. Get up and fight. And that gives Luffy the push he needs to put Luchi down once and for all. And the Jet Gatling just... Mwah. Uh, fun fact, that move came about because in a poll, like the Shonen, either I think it was Shonen Jump or the One Piece magazine had polled, what is your favorite attack from Luffy? And everyone's like, the Gatling. So I was like, okay, cool. That's how he's going to win his next fight. Jet Gatling. You guys voted for this. I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, uh, that's what that little clip at the end of the book of the chapters was saying. Yeah. They're oh, okay. seeing that vote. Yeah, mm-hmm. they put that in the end of Yeah, they put um, it on the end um Yeah like page. Of the yep. of the pages, yeah. So that's how we get Jet Gatling, which to this day is one of my favorite attacks. Just like seeing it animated and the context behind it, it's just it's phenomenal. Um also useless trivia. The One Piece celebrating their anniversary, they had character polls for the most popular characters. In the Caribbean, Nami is the most popular character. Because we have sense. Worldwide, she is the third most popular character behind Zoro and Luffy. I mean, as she should be. As Um, she should. But Mm -hmm. neither of you should look at that because there's three giant spoilers in the top ten. Y'all don't need to see that. It's the way I actually have One Piece muted. Muted. Me as well. Oh, no, you have to. You have to. Me as well. I have misspellings of One Piece, One Piece, One Piece, all one word, and I know people can't <laughs> spell, so I got all the misspellings in there. I got one P-E-A-C-E because one of them got me one time and I wanted to fight. Yeah. You're right? Um, yeah, I don't. We'll get to all the fights, but I have to talk about my favorite fight in Edith's Lobby. It's Chopper. Is this the say is it Chopper's fight? Oh my god. Yes. Oh my goodness. Chopper for me was like the star of the fights. He did it. He did that. Honestly. He did. That's, like, he like did. that's the first time we've seen him be like that Haul since we off, left his yeah. little island. Mm-hmm. Since we left his little island. But you, but you see how he is being that since he left the little island. That ain't been long. Growth. Growth. Okay. I'm, sorry, I'm just going to say it's that? another character mm-hmm. we were just talking about. Who we... <laughs> okay. All right. And Chopper was, he had trauma. He had trauma. He had so much trauma. Recent trauma. Not like some shit that happened hella long, but like 
that day. <laughs> like, that day that they went to go get him, his life fell apart. Honestly, Oda could have ended the fight with him getting arm point after, like, the, like you said, I got a one in seven chance. And he just kept failing, kept failing, kept failing, and then he finally gets it. Oda could have ended the fight there because thematically it fits. It's Chopper taking a risk, putting his life on the line for his friends without hesitation. He has grown from his fight from Gadots. He is now saying, I will put my life on the line. No, no questions asked. This is because what he's an actual be straw hat. Because he's a straw hat. Because what Period. is Luffy's motto? When we go in here, you go in here with the mindset that you might not come out mm-hmm. and you fight like you might die. Mm-hmm. And you're not scared of that. That is what he's been preaching this entire time he's been on the boat. Everybody else came in here kind of confused when he said it, but then they understood. And mm-hmm. now they all fight that way. Mm-hmm. But all no, but Oda. Oda said, we going to take this a step further. Kumadori, that's his name. Kumadori, I'm looking at my notes. Kumadori takes that to the chest and says, you are a true man. I respect your abilities. I will give you a death befitting that of an opponent. Do not struggle. Do not cry. Because if you do, your name as a man will be tarnished throughout the annals of history. And Chopper accepts his death in that moment. He says, Robin, I tried my best. I'm going Mm -hmm. to die. But then he says, no, it's not enough to put my life on the line. I have to live for my friends. For my friends. Mm -hmm. He transforms into Brain Point to dodge the shot to the heart. Takes the third rumble ball. And I'm like, what happens if he takes three? Mm. We get the flashback with the doctor. Again, this hadn't been brought up ever. All we know is that if he takes two, things get a little bit weird. So I'm like, so what does the third one do? It is as if your devil fruit went on a rampage. You became a true monster. My Reading this for the first time, seeing Monster Point, my jaw dropped. I hollered. I hollered and I hopped up from the desk like there were people here. I was like, hey, yo. Like, <laughs> Y'all see this, right? <laughs> listen. And because you know I'm reading in full color now. So I was really like, oh my God. Like, and again, in the anime when this happens, they play the Warlords music behind it. No. And then the music stops. You became a monster. To be continued, you hear the most blood-curling roar oh in the background. And I was like, oh, my God. I would have screamed. I'd have screamed. And, like, yeah, okay. He beats the brakes off of Kumidori after that. Cool, whatever. Thematically, what this meant for Chopper, that he would become a literal monster and break the promise he made to his surrogate mother to protect his friends. You didn't have to do this, Oda, but you did. And we thank you. But you did. Now can Growth. we get a little bit of that over Nico Robin? Just sprinkle some of that over there. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Speaking of using combat as a vehicle for character growth. All right, look, this is a Nami Stan account. Seeing what not, we got glimpses of it on Skypea with the broke down climb attack. Seeing Nami oh, with no, the perfect no, no. climb attack. Oh, no. She, yeah, she, no, no. This ain't even close. This the game ain't, is officially this cheating. Even, we love to see it. Like the the amount of she, because she's so freaking crafty, right? She's so smart that she's able to be so resourceful with what she has to still get by. This bitch was able to take a whole boat away from some pirates when she was on a slab of a plank in the middle of the ocean when she got stranded. 
Yeah. She's so resourceful. And now you've given one of the mo one of the smartest characters in the series this. Mm-hmm. I, I'm reminded of uh, there's a fight in Yu Yu Hakusho where he's fighting Jin, and Jin controls the wind, and Jin says, "Look, I control the wind. All of your attacks have to go through the like I control the air. All of your attacks have to go through the air. So you may as well just give all of your attacks to me, put them on a silver platter, and say, "Hey, Jin, do whatever you want with these." At a point. He's got a point. And even this matchup, Nami gets a bad draw because while Nami can control the weather, those bubbles are a pain in the ass. It only takes once to get got and it's all over. But Nami lets herself get got because she knows if I get got, she's going to come in close. And if she comes in close, I can finish her. And risking her life for the team. Risking her life for the team. That's what we want to see. She put that thunderbolt through her chest. She put all them vaults directly to the heart. I mean, you don't think you don't think that was asking for me? I feel like they was. I feel like she was just trying to do what they want. No, it's just me that was like, I accept my role here. <laughs> but really, though, <laughs> like, I love that fight. Just again, thematically, it's. While there's not much happening on a character level for Nami, what it is showing is Nami is willing to scrap, right? Like, this is really Nami's first one-on-one with a major character where she's like, yo, I does this. Leave her to me. I'm going to take her down. I mean, to be fair, this is her and Chopper's first one-on-one. Because the last time Chopper had a semi-one-on-one, he was not by himself. He was with Usopp. Oh, yeah. Also true. So, yeah. You've never seen him alone fight up, so. And, like, Gadot's kind of counts, but he was more concerned about keeping the boat safe than actually dealing with Gadot's. But, yeah. No, I I just love this fight from Nami. Sanji, Diablo Jamba is chef's kiss. I love the fact that he doesn't believe Jabra for a second. He's like, you lying sack of shit. Well, I got the key anyways. Bye. (laughs) And... The way that fight ends with Sanji again taking an intentional hit just so we can set him up for Well, I need you to stand still so I can hit you in the face with this. But everybody's with the shits now. And we uh, love to see that. I know we I know Seek wants to talk about her husband, Zoro. Um yes. I would just like to say that even though he wasn't my favorite fight for like a lot of the reasons that like we've already talked about, because it's like I mean, I'm not trying to be this way, but of course we we expect exceptional fights and behavior from Zara. This, this is what he does. This is what he does. So it's not a surprise. But that giraffe shit was hilarious. Yo, the, <laughs> the giraffe shit is funny until it's not. <laughs> yeah, big funny until it's not. And I love giraffes. So seeing that completely tickled me. And then in general... People don't know how violent giraffes are. Do not underestimate the destructive (laughs) power of a giraffe. Right. And they are determined. Like when when they are ready to fight, they really are on some, okay, we just going to hit each other's neck until we die. And that's really what they be doing. They they really are, though. (laughs) They're they're so aggressive about it. 
And it don't even be for any real reason. It just be like, it just be I don't even like you. Like, why are you so close to me? Let's fight. And do. I also love that Zoro's ultimate attack is he becomes an Ashura. Yes. Nine swords. And it and Oda doesn't even bother explaining, is this real? Is this a projection? Is this an illusion? The answer is yes, all of the above. Wait, 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 wait. Well, hold on. Let me time out to say Asura in Sanskrit means demon. It means like demigod. Ooh. Oh. So it's clear to me that it was partially a spiritual projection and part a physical thing. Because that's how um, like warfare is depicted. Like, So the fact that it's like Asura and... Um, that he goes into that stance, that's very, we're, we're back to, you know, we're back to our, like, back end of, you know, some, some Hindu things are afoot. Third eye all the way open. Mm-hmm. It, and wait, that's why I was like, the, I was screaming. Is, <laughs> is this the fight where he gets the extra, the new sword? No, so all right. Mm -mm. Okay. Not not only did we lose the Mary, Zoro lost the sword. Yeah. And the sword that he lost was the one that the shopkeeper in Rogue Town, Log Town, gave him. And said, "Take this sword, because you took the Cursey sword. So I'm gonna yeah. give you this nice one." So keep that in mind. The curse sword is still here. He still has yeah. the curse sword. You know what? You know what? That yeah. tells me Cursey sword bullied the other sword and said, Bish, if you don't get out, you're not even over here. Mm -hmm. We don't even know you over here. You gotta go. And I feel like Cursey Sword made other sword go away. I accept that theory. Like that that's actually mm -hmm. at the time there was a popular theory that that sword air quotes died to fulfill the curse because the curse needs to take life. Mm -hmm. And it took that old oh. man's. It took, that life, yeah. it took the old man's dream. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Luffy versus Lucci, just great fight, great action set piece. Gear third, becoming a giant. When he punched Lucci out of that building. Hold on, I'm I guess I'm about to that that, that big like the fist. It's like, this is the arm of a giant. And I was like, oh, right, this place has giant. Oh, God, that would. Yeah, that see, would you suck. forget. We haven't seen the giants in a long time. And then it's like, oh, yeah, those are a thing. Oh, wait. All right. Lucci's backstory. I don't want to spend too much time here, but the fact that his solution to a hostage crisis is well, if we kill all the hostages. Oh, my gosh. Then we don't have a problem, do we? <laughs> There's no I mean, issue if we take care of the issue. Listen. My man said I, I do not see it. My, my <laughs> man said, You all right, what all right, we're holding these hostages. Now meet our demands. What hostages? What do you mean? Mm. All I see is dead bodies. Period. Oh. <laughs> I've made the a fact mistake. That he has a point. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, can you be mad? Because he's not wrong. Yeah. So, I wasn't mad. Like I said, I pretend I do not see it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as, as a villain, Lucci may not be the most in-depth character-wise villain that we've seen, but he does serve as a perfect foil to Luffy and to everything that he's trying to accomplish. He is an embodiment of the world government. We see through mm -hmm. Robin's flashback just how oppressive the world government is. Like We're starting to see all these different pieces. 
And he says, yo, Straw Hat, just so you know, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill your crew. I'm going to kill Robin. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's representing the world government wanting to take all these things away from Luffy. So on that level, what? I appreciated him. And I appreciated him getting slapped at his dumb face with that giant fist. But it's crazy though because when we rolled up here, when we before before Straw Hats got there, and he was grilling them because he was like, "You were supposed to take out three people. Why are there twenty three bodies on this report?" Like he was mad at them. He was like, mm-hmm. "Y'all, this was not supposed to go down. Explain yourself." To to so to show that kind of, I don't even know if he, he he's not good. It, it was more of a, you didn't follow orders, why are there extra casualties? Yes. But normally normally villains would be like, oh, there's extra casualties, casualties, whatever, you know, we'll just write it off. But this guy was, he was upset. Well, He, he was like, he, you did not follow the plan. He was upset that they were not efficient. Yes. That, that was his issue. It was, we had a strategy for efficiency and you wasted time. What are we doing here? Um. So then they turn around and hear him say this, it's like... Well, dang, I don't, I don't understand what you want, sir. So after we have Enos Lobby, we get about four or five chapters just sort of wrapping up the arc, and Oda dumps a lot of stuff on us. And I just want to get sort of your thoughts on these things before we wrap it up official. Um, we find out that Kobe's back. And all the cover stories where we saw Kobe in his little adventure with Helmeppo, that actually happened. Kobe's back. He's got the glow. He's got a couple scars. He grew. He grew. He grew. Now I'm saying he actually looks like he could be the hero of another show. He does. Like he's big. He's 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 big boy. So he's he's got that. He's got that. I could be the hero energy. And he probably <laughs> like. He, he probably is the hero of like his own story because it, he's putting in work in the Navy and it's like, I believe in the Navy. Too. He had his little mini training arc. Mm-hmm. You know? And I still like, he tried to roll up on Luffy. He's like, okay, I still can't fight Luffy. Like, okay, Man. I'm not, I'm not there yet. Uh, baby steps. Baby steps. So it was good seeing Kobe again, but we also got to see Vice Admiral Garp. And I am so glad that Oda didn't do the easy thing of having Luffy be Gold Roger's son. I feel like, I feel like this makes Luffy far more interesting as a character. His grandfather is effectively all might. Like he's the hero of the Mm -hmm. Navy. He's one of the most respected people. One of the strongest people in the Navy, the world government holds him up as the ideal that you should strive for. And his grandson is one of the most notorious pirates in the world that is such an interesting dynamic i think it definitely is an interesting dynamic but i'm glad that they didn't over they didn't do overkill on like the mary sue part of it like i don't want him to be so so forced into the birthright of it i do enjoy that this is his dream this is his choice and he's pursuing this you know in this way not to say that there's a lot of options for folks out there. You feel me? Like, lol, the facts. You you about to be in the 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 navy? You about to be a pirate, or you're about to like be stuck on whatever small rock you're on? 
but I do like that adventurous nature to the the story. And I think for me, it kind of would have killed it a little bit. Like, oh man, here we go with this manifest destiny ass shit. So I like that they didn't take the easy route, but I still feel like there's going to be some, he was the one, just not in the way we thought type beat that happens later. I do. I can't wait. You, you See, I don't like it when he I says that. Wait. Way. I hate I it. Just, I hate I, it. Yeah, like I, I, hate it. I can't stand it. Knowing, mm-hmm. Uh, he be cackling and waiting, right. and you know, in two in two episodes, he's gonna be like, "Remember, when you were talking about <laughs> his grandfather, you and you said you didn't like that he was a a magical actual." Yeah, that's that's what he's gonna do. I already know. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, we do also get another interesting part of Luffy's heritage. His father is Monkey D. Dragon, the person that saved him at Logtown. And we find out that there's actually a third power block in the world. You have the Navy, the world government, the pirates, and the Revolutionary Army. And I appreciate Robin's breakdown. Like, Robin makes it plain for us. Pirates are enemies of the Navy, but they don't actively seek to fight the Navy. They're just trying to live and be free away from the oppressive rule of the government. The Revolutionary Army is actively overthrowing kingdoms and attacking the world government. They're like, no, we're here for the smoke. We want all of it. And so it's interesting that both of Garp, Garp's son and his grandson. Bring are, back my point of not really seeing that crocodile doing the wrong thing. For real, for real. Yeah. Listen, it puts he a lot into context. Yeah. It puts a lot into context because it makes a lot of the decisions of the people. We're that not we going to talk far. about how Crocodile was Loki Killmonger, but you know, I'm going to keep it to myself. No, no, no. Yeah. Don't keep it to yourself because <laughs> and was and will be again. I feel like we're going to run into a lot of characters that are like that where their motivations, like the execution of it is going to be very skewed because of the world that they're in and the power differential. But like when you really look at their motivations, it's not really going to be like that bad. It's just going to be like, bro, okay, you didn't realize he was oppressing people like you starving them low key, like you don't see it. <laughs> but I feel like there's this need to sort of find a place and to try to escape those like very rigid boxes like of the world especially when you have these powers and it right. ends up being like that <laughs> like you end up fighting a god in the upside down like that's what you know and that's just a tuesday right and seeing someone actively like having a power block that exists solely to up t to turn over the current rule we'll learn more about it later but the world government, like, from what we know at this point, the world government is not a good thing. Right? Like, CP9, a group of assassins, their leader is a dude who, as a child, murdered hostages to kill a, to kill a group of pirates. And the government said, yeah, we endorse this. Not only do we endorse this behavior, we're going to make you the leader of our secret assassin group. <laughs> you know, we light work we see Robin's flashback to prevent the true history of the world from getting out. They bombed an island into non-existence. Literally the whole island. All How do you it. get rid of the whole island? Mm-hmm. One of the vice admiral... I mean, they missed Saka one, but... One of the vice admiral Sakazuki fired on his own ship because he said there might have been a survivor there. Right, that was so funny, though. When he did that, I was Not like, oh, so they don't... They don't care. Not Just that like there was real, a survivor. Real life. Like, he, real, real, real life. 
Oh, I have to sacrifice a couple soldiers? That's fine. Mm -hmm. It's for the greater good. And, wh and what does that even mean in this world anymore? No, exactly. It's not even greater good. I feel like they're afraid. They're afraid, and they feel like this is their only way of controlling anything. But that's like, what are you really controlling, Loki? Right. Like, you can see... And again, we, we, we've talked about how they, again, they could have gone the easy route and made the Navy sort of this Team Rocket-style organization of, like, mustache-twirling evil, but they made it a complex organization with a dirty job to do with people that believe, like, Kobe believes in the Marines, believes in the Navy, believes that capturing pirates is a good thing to do. Smoker believes that capturing pirates is a good thing to do, but when put up against the corruption of the government, Smoker's like, yo, I can't defend the warlord system. This is garbage. Like, what are we doing here? We that we endorse this behavior? Loki Smoker need to go ahead and become... I mean, like, he doesn't need to become a warlord, but he would have been better off, I feel. But I feel like if he would have done that, he would have teamed up with another one of them to say, honestly, we don't really care about them for real for real. We just out here doing what we want to do. And then he would have been a problem. But I feel what? like because he's been so closely working with them, like, to follow the rules and being such a stickler on the rules, he's limited himself about how he actually goes about things. Do you know what I mean? Let's put a pin in Smoker for now. No way! All I see is Oh my god. Hello, I just, okay, if any, whoever's listening, we are accepting friendship applications. <laughs> mean wit, both of us. If you are out there, you're into anime, you're into nerd shit, just go ahead and, you know, just just, just send it in. Because we're, we're giving Justin up. We are. We are. I'm tired. 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 In addition to the learning about Luffy's parents and grandparents, we learn about Shanks. And we learn that Shanks is actually kind of a big deal. Love He's Shanks. one of the four pirates that rule the back end of the Grand Line. The four emperors, Shanks, Whitebeard, who Luffy's brother works for, Kaido, and Big Mom. So we're sort of getting into, okay, This the first half was really just getting ready to go to the new world. The Grand Line was cute. This was paradise. Let's go to the new world. I feel like they do that purposely right because they're like oh well you know it's like look at this new world you can come to without it actually being the actual new world the land full of promises and dreams silly that is a facade and mm -hmm. the actual place you need to be at is on the other side of that place mm. Mm. i'm not you saying how, it. you see how I'm justin gonna... gets quiet but just sprinkle it right there why are they lying? Why are they putting up this fake lie? Do they not want people to know about them? Do they not want people to interact with them because they know if they can gather enough people? I mean, they don't even need enough people. They really just need the four of them. Or they also, just don't want the truth coming out? That's the that's the one thing Garp brings up. It's like, yo, if any of the emperors ever get together, it's game over. Like, the Navy, the Seven Warlords, we can check one emperor. But if one emperor joins another one, yeah, it's cancel Christmas. We lose. Like, just straight up. We, we can't handle that. Just banking on pirates being greedy enough to want to keep things to themselves. You know and what? Where is that map again of this world? Honestly, where the map at? Where the map? Yes, I'm not. Hold on. Map of... <laughs> one Piece map. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Google? Nah, because something not really... 
Like, it's giving that there's there's way more of this world already. Beyond the little flat map that Justin sent us like a few weeks ago. I feel like there's way more. Hold on. Look at this one. Yes, we are doing the research as we record. Okay. Yes, like, there we go. Oh, this is a you great one. Yes. You see that big end? Look at the one that I just posted. Now that. Yes. Okay. So, you know, a few things make sense, but then we have some other questions. We definitely have like travel questions. But I feel like looking at the flat map makes the world seem a lot like tinier than it is. Yes. So and I don't like that. The flat map was good because I was trying to show you one specific thing. But this map, like, it actually has a sphere. This is really good. Mm -hmm. One thing to keep in mind, the red line circumvents the entire globe. That is just one landmass that goes across the entire world. Mm -hmm. So. Nobody ever brings that up? It comes, you know? up, it comes up occasionally, and when it does, it's one of those, oh, right, that does exist. Wait, if that exists, then how did someone get from the west blue to mm -hmm. the east blue? And... Did they just walk across that? That well, looks we, dangerous. We also learned from Nami, again, Nami being clutch, said, yeah, I'm going to spy on these Navy dudes because Kobe talks a lot, and I know he's going to talk a lot. Let me, just, let me just spy on him right quick. We learn the the world government cheats they can cross the grand line they can cross the calm belt by using special battleships right the ones that ward off the sea kings so the world government has sea trains special battleships they subvert the natural laws of this world right and i feel like that that's sort of an apt an apt uh, allegory for them they don't exist to maintain order they exist to circumvent the rules to assert their own needs but see, now, I, like, I get it, you know, the world is mostly water, but if you have the red line, why are you traveling down the grand line? Now you're asking the right questions. Like, that doesn't make sense. Why would you travel by sea? Right. When which you is can do far it by more land. dangerous. Right, when you can do it by land. Far more circumstantial because... And then you could actually do a better job of seeing exactly you're, you're where you all are on the other side of it, it versus being in a boat. There's a whole land. Why would you not walk? They got camels in Alabasta. We seen the camels. They got ducks. <laughs> yeah, so they have animals. They have a train. They have a water train. A train. How do they not have a land they train? I forgot about the train. Why is there a train on the water when it's the whole freaking land? Right. Land? So where's the regular? Where's the MTA, Justin? Hello. You're at Actually, there's an answer to that question. Okay. I can't answer it now. You but see, when this I... is another pin. This is like the third <laughs> pin, and we didn't even get no type of deep into the actual recording yet. I don't like, like it. But there, there, like it. there's an mm -hmm. actual canonical reason why the thing that makes the most sense doesn't happen, and it further adds to this corrupt institution called the world government. Of course it does. Uh, Not to mention, okay, so look, Enos Lobby is right here, right? Mm -hmm. Enos Lobby is right there. We were over. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Here. The train out of the Grand Line and goes there. And you see that there's an alternate train on the other side, too? Yes. Wait. Por qué? Explain that one. Yeah. Please, por favor. But also the train, like the train lines seem to only go to certain islands. It doesn't extend 
close enough to like the main landmass either, which doesn't make any sense because you would think that the train's purpose would be to connect the smaller, tiny islands to the at least the larger islands. In the, I mean, the, okay, the it doesn't come all the way down for that that little air. But you are nobody asking. Nobody nope. thought about expanding it another because of the the super typhoon. You are asking the correct question. Yes. Mm. Normally, a train exists to connect people. Right. What if that's not why the train is here? It doesn't look like it okay. because it's normally who, going to those little islands and then who it's operates lobby. the trains? The world government. Okay, never mind. You got it. <laughs> next. Next. I just. So let's go back to what I was saying about posing in his lobby. Everyone just has to die. That's that's that. I will <laughs> go ahead and affirm what I said before we started recording. All of them look dangerous. And I feel like we just need to start doing the Batman thing and just start coming up with the plans for the just in case, because it's not even a just in case. It's going to happen because none of this shit. Yeah. Mm mm. So before we move on to the Whitebeard A stuff, fun fact, when Oda first was writing the story, it was originally going to be Luffy versus the four emperors, and that was going to be it. But then as he started thinking about the world, he said, well, okay, if these four pirate emperors exist, how would the world respond to them? And that's how he came up with the seven warlords. Okay. So all this stuff that we've had up to this point was not part of his original plan. We're just now in the year of our Beyonce 2021 getting to I'm what dying. his original plan was. Now, while we're on the topic of the four emperors, we find out why the Navy was crapping their pants about Shanks meeting Whitebeard, because if those two get into an alliance, they take yeah. over the world. That's game over. They win. Yeah. Like two. Mm -hmm. but okay so why don't they just do that on their own like folks know that they're powerful enough to if they were to join forces to overthrow the world government why i think that's the thing i don't think people know no i don't think regular regular people not even regular people they know like the people who do have these abilities like the people who have like fruits right they encounter each other on the grand line all the time they fight each other for fucking fun yeah so why has no one, you know, big brain theory been Again, like, hey, think, we are being oppressed and we are I, on the run from the Navy I who keeps putting bounties on the us? The world government, again, is just banking on them being so greedy that they will be selfish enough to not want to work with anyone else. But at the, like that's not that that's not something you can just we're just going to hope. That they're not thinking of anything. Like, but I think that's why they're they so desperate greedy, to have these weapons. They're so desperate to have, to have like, the these warlords. Or, like, maybe if we can get somebody that's, you know, kind of big, you know, we can at least scare them. You know, we can do some, um, what are, uh, am I getting myself in trouble again? We can just, you know, do some uh, test runs of these weapons we have, we're not using them. We just want to show y'all that we got them and then hope that you're okay with that and then y'all not going to do anything. Even though they know that they're the weaker. They're, they're just, government is making a lot of, of the stuff. Two. As government and tends to. And pray. 
as government tends to, because really, if people are that greedy and that's what they're betting on, then ultimately the greedy people who are the most powerful could form an alliance to overthrow the government, period. Yeah. And yeah, whatever it is that they're paying them, I'm sure it's nice. But even exposing the truth about the power of these weapons like puts them at a disadvantage. That's why they want to kill old girl. They want to kill Robin. But again, I feel like that's one of the reasons why they're drawing people into the Grand Line. Because getting out of there is not always going to happen. Yeah, it's not a thing. The only like, way that, that you know you can get out for sure is if you're going to Enos Lobby and bitch, you right. don't want to go there. You definitely I don't. I feel like they're funneling people into the Grand Line to contain them. Yeah, to them die. Around. Yes, to actually die. Because they're containing if they... them into the Grand Line and then being like, bitch, nobody else can go over to the other side because once they're there, mm-hmm. they're gone. We can't get we can't get them back. Right. So that's why I guess travel's not going to be as open. They're not going to let folks know that. But I do agree that it's kind of like a funnel system. It's not it being the the navy to pirate pipeline like so because it's either you want to get out of where you're from you end up being the pirate or you go work for the government pretty much and you end up fighting other people with actual powers and dying because the regular people are not making it out like only the people regular people aren't even going out for real yeah they're not so these people in the grand line regular ass people which again i don't how did they Maybe oppressed this shit waiting for help when you see them. Where did the regular people How did the regular people get to the Grand Line? I want to know that part. Or are those just descendants of pirates that never left because they got stuck? It could be a combination of things. And then also remember we saw like that um that arc where there was a whole thing like in the sky. Like we don't know what the other phenomenon that's been happening there to sequester people. You know what I'm saying? Because there are reasons why some people can't leave. True. Like they don't have the resources because like somebody like Crocodile will come in and like sap everything and then everything has to go through them anyway. Or they simply don't have the knowledge. Like they don't have accessibility to the ways in which you're going to get out. Because again... The government doesn't have ways for that accessibility. They don't have transportation. You would have to have a boat and then have a navigator and literally do what we just saw Luffy do for the past however many arcs to get there. And what is the over under on regular people doing that? Like all of their, um, like even all the books and stuff, like the ones that we see in Alabaster, the ones we see Robin reading, these are old text. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't have a whole bunch of new shit unless yeah. they created it them- yep. themselves. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, no, um, I get you. I don't, some, some's not right. Yeah, it some's doesn't. Right. Yeah, it, no, like, like there's it. a there's weirdness, and we know Justin's not gonna clarify. So we just He's not. We just gonna we're have to talk sit through. there. He probably we're sit talking. there smiling to himself. I know, big head. smiling over there. Look, they're looking at <laughs> turning the camera on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> so we have to we have to allow room for like all of the other things too because it's also like the fast and the furious type of psychology too where all of these like crazy battles are happening and all of this is happening to real people on real islands and that also impacts them line does it just go all the way around the globe no, yeah, Grand Line, Grand Line is a giant body of water that goes across the world yeah, cut in half around. by the red line Mm-hmm. Okay. So that, like, is a little belt situation. That landmass is like a little belt. Mm-hmm. In cross with this grand line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and cross with reverse mountain. Okay, so but who makes the maps? Do we trust the map? That's what I'm saying. Who made this map? Who drew these lines? Oh, so and then what maps do the people get? That's why Nami's goal is really interesting to me because mm -hmm. nobody has a map of the entire world. So right. then people out here lying. Oh no, yeah, big lion energy. So the only people that have like the map, the Navy has a map because the world government cheats. They circumvent the natural laws of the world. Yeah. So, so the Navy cheats. Because um, like if they're looking on like that map that I put in, like say people are looking at that map, they have no idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. That's There's why no way to gauge that. On the other side. Yeah. yeah. So and it doesn't it doesn't really like show that it is something that wraps around. It just looks like a yeah, they plan. So consider when this when One Piece first started in those first couple chapters, things that we see on the grand line as regular were thought to have been myths, right? People didn't believe in devil fruits. Right. People didn't believe well devil fruit is the big one like there's oh devil fruits don't exist how how can you say that these things are so common over here but it's like if you stay in your little sequestered space how would you know and it's almost like you said it's by design the world government is keeping these people sequestered so that they can have keep better keep them in better control and as the story goes on we'll find out why the government is so hell-bent on keeping these people under a fascist rule which this is kind of fascism guys kinda um, <laughs> Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> like I'm giving textbook definition right now. You have no idea. <laughs> giving. Uh, okay, so another question, yeah? So we started in East Blue, but we started over here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring this back up because it get it gets touched on like once or twice and then they're like, "Don't forget about it." Sanji comes from the other mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. In the How? North Blue. Okay, mm -hmm. so How? boom. So boom, right? In order for, because where where is the ship, the the freaking the uh, for, restaurant ship located also in the East Blue, mm -hmm. for him to mm -hmm. have gotten there, the only way mm -hmm. is if they were to have gone through the Grand Line, entered one side and entered out the mountain directly into the East Blue, mm -hmm. or them crossing the Red Line, which is smarter because it would take less time. Right. Well, not to mention. The Skypea people, when we went to Skypea and we came, we found that it was part of Jaya, which is in the South Blue, mm -hmm. was telling stories from the North Blue. Yep. Had books that was 400 years old from the North Blue. North Blue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I just want to know. Girl, he got quiet again. I just want to know <laughs> how all of these cross south east north where everybody coming from why you got stories from over here y'all not even from over here so for i can actually answer one of those questions for jaya hmm. jaya didn't start in south blue jaya was always in the grand line nolan came from the south south or north blue but nolan just went to the grand line and that's how nolan got there so jaya was always in the grand line but you bring up something, and I'm going to throw another curveball at you, and then we're going to wrap up with Ace and Blackbeard. The Skypeans aren't native to this planet. I'm sorry, what? The no, cover the story. Yeah, they got little I mean, antennas. They're different. They're different. They're different, but I was... Okay. The cover story. 
so go back that, go back and look at the cover story oh somebody somebody from other islands let me look so the the cover i think it's the inoslabi cover story with inaru where you know goes to the moon and we see that the sky peons are aliens from another planet have fun everybody <laughs> So we got aliens you know part two. We going back to Skype here, y'all. I'm not even <laughs> finna play with y'all today. I'm not finna do it. Uh, lastly, uh, Shanks wanted to talk to Whitebeard because he's like, yo, A shouldn't fight Blackbeard. I fought Blackbeard. He fucked me up. I'm not a chump. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think your boy wants these problems. And Whitebeard rightfully says, this dude murdered one of my crewmates and you want me to let that slide? I can't, I, I can't let that slide shakes and then ace fights blackbeard up to this point logia users have been the most broken thing in this show you can't touch them you can only hope you have a power that can somewhat match up favorably with them blackbeard subverts all of that we're now starting to find actual pirates that want to be the king of the pirates. And we're seeing what that takes. Blackbeard has a whole plan laid out. Step one, find the dark, dark fruit. Step two, become a warlord of the sea. Step three, question marks. Step four, king of the pirates. And yes, step three, we find out what step three is. This is what it takes to be the king. Ace is my favorite character in this whole show, in this whole series. My man caught the beats. Uh, he did. Not only did he catch it, he got ratted out to the cops. He was down bad. Blackbeard. Down bad and down in jail. That's not mm-hmm. okay. Blackbeard touched him. And I was like, wait, you can do that? Mm-hmm. But props to Ace. He was like, okay, cool. I That doesn't mean I stopped fighting. So we'll see the ramifications because the way that chapter ends, they said this would be the trigger for an incident that would change the course of history. Let's see what happens next. We are wrapping up here. We'll see you in two weeks for Thriller Bark, chapters 442 to 489. Thank you, Asia. Thank you, Wit. Check out their Twitch. Check out their Patreon. Check out all their content. Follow them. Support them. Show them love. Give them your money. And we will check y'all in two weeks. Later, everybody.